today on the Tearsheet Podcast. The first thing I'd say is more places than ever are saying yes to American Express. And we've more than doubled the number of locations that accept our cards uh, since 2017. Uh, that's allowed us to achieve uh, uh, virtual parity in the U.S., which means 99% of the places that accept credit cards can already accept American Express. Internationally, we've, we've more than doubled the number of locations that accept American Express as well. And uh, we're going to continue to invest in those areas to drive greater coverage to give our card members more and more confidence to pull out their card at the, at the point of sale and make sure that, uh, that their card will be accepted uh, in that space. Coming up, September 15th is our first in-person event in a long time. Tearsheet's Power Payments Conference is going to be held at current Chelsea Piers, New York City. This is an exclusive event for the select professionals and brands, making a mark and setting the course for the payment space. To be among the few special decision makers, head on over to apply for tickets on our site now. I will also include a link in the show description. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. When I was a kid, and this is going back 30, 40 years now, my dad had a successful businessman friend who was proud that he carried an American Express card. Now, we would go out to sporting events, go Dolphins, or to a restaurant, and more times than not, they didn't accept the American Express card, and he'd have to fumble around in his wallet to pull out another card. Now, that's all changing. Amex has reached parity in the U.S. with other cards, and that's thanks to the work of Raymond Joabar's team. Raymond is the group president, Global Merchant and Network Services at American Express, and he manages those direct and indirect channels for expanding the card network's acceptance. He joins us on the podcast today to talk about the channels Amex is using to expand its footprint and the fintech partners helping it get there. We also talk about the work Amex is doing within transportation, B2B, and crypto. It's an interesting conversation with Raymond. Hope you appreciate it. My name is Raymond Jobar, and I am the group president for Global Merchant and Network Services at American Express. I've been with American Express for over 30 years, playing a variety of different roles. But in my, my, uh, my current role, I'm responsible for helping to make sure that we have all the merchants that uh, accept payment uh, products, accept American Express, and, and trying to get more and more uh, cards to ride on our network. Awesome. And... and- Sounds like growth is a big piece of that around the network. Um, maybe maybe we can start by you giving us Raymond like sort of a lay of the land, like like how, how big is America's Express? How how has it grown over the, under your tutelage? And yeah, just to kind of frame things for us. Sure, uh, maybe just some good background on our, our merchant and network business. I mean, what we're there for is really to enable our consumer and commercial card members to spend confidently at merchants and transact on our network and. Uh, a few numbers that convey the depth and breadth of our, our business. Uh, we have over 177 issuing and acquiring partners operating in 198 countries and territories with more than 70 million merchants globally accepting American Express payment products. Uh, we have 122 million cards in force that perform over 9 billion transactions per year and contribute $1.3 trillion in network volume. Uh, last last year, so a big a big amount of volume riding through there, and and what's unique about American Express is because we're 
we're largely the issuer and acquirer of most of those transactions. We get a lot of great insights and we have what we call a closed loop uh, system. We have a lot of great information that allows us to provide uh, better fraud control, seeing what's normal, what's not normal, help provide more insights to merchants and, uh, and help, uh, help provide, provide more value to them by uh, accepting American Express products. And, and the growth that we've been on over the last several years of signing up more, more merchants to accept American Express has been a, a big enabler of, uh, of the overall companies, a component of the company's overall growth story. So I'm curious, um, so that sounds super impressive in terms of the growth. Rami, can, can you help give us some insight into, I guess, some of the levers behind the growth? Like, you know, as you're expanding the network, what's working, you know? The first thing I'd say is more places than ever are saying yes to American Express. And we've more than doubled the number of locations that accept our cards uh, since 2017. Uh, that's allowed us to achieve uh, uh, virtual parity in the U.S., which means 99% of the places that accept credit cards can already accept American Express. Internationally, we've, we've more than doubled the number of locations that accept American Express as well. And uh, we're going to continue to invest in those areas to drive greater coverage to give our card members more and more confidence to pull out their card at the, at the point of sale and make sure that, uh, that their card will be accepted uh, in that space. And, and we've done that through, through a, a variety of different uh, uh, manners. One, we have our own uh, proprietary team that goes out and signs and manages uh, larger merchants. Um, and and uh, we also have and form a number of different uh, partnerships with payment facilitators and aggregators and, and third-party processors. They're a very, very efficient way for us to, to capture more of the smaller merchants, but, but small, medium-sized merchants as they form. Uh, they're a, a very efficient way. And many times those, those payment facilitators, those processors, bundle uh, bundle card acceptance in. So when they're selling in card acceptance, American Express will be right in there. And it's a very efficient way for us to uh, to accelerate our growth and have more cards accepted. And then, and then the last, in certain markets, we we uh, we form partnerships with with other acquiring banks uh, to be able to to provide the uh, acquiring services for us. So that's really allowed us to more than double. We've grown over 200% uh, from 2017, the number of merchants that accept American Express and giving our card members far greater confidence to pull out their card at the point of sale. So it sounds like you know, merchant acceptance is, is, is one of those major levers. Is there something on the product side and the card side itself also that is is you could point to that it you know shows a greater receptivity, I guess, for a merchant to be able to say, hey, yeah, we're going to accept American Express right now? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we have focused in the premium side of, uh, of the customer base around, around the world, and, and we've invested a lot of money into ensuring that we have very uh, rich and rewarding value propositions to uh, our card members that give them great incentives to pull out their cards uh, that, that allows them to earn uh, rewards, whether that's through our proprietary membership awards or some many times we have co-brand relationships like we do with Delta or British Airways where customers can can earn uh, uh, air miles of, of some sort. That gives them great incentives to spend. And when we focus on the premium space, what we find is those card members spend on average much more than uh, competing network cards. 
that delivers more business to the to the merchants and gives them great reason to accept the American Express. We also benefit from that as a company because when you have rich rewards out there, those customers generally tend to have better credit uh, credit behavior as well. And I'd say the other thing that that benefits the merchants, as I mentioned earlier, we have a, a lot of great information. So we have typically we have half the fraud rate as the rest of the industry. So merchants don't want to have uh, a lot of fraudulent transactions. We have we have very sophisticated models that help us identify when there's suspicious activity out there and can provide uh, much lower fraud rates that allow merchants to feel more confident to accept American Express. Got it. And and so. Um... You described the direct sales force, I guess, to go out there and, and expand the merchant base, and then this indirect um, and some of these partnerships. Can you talk a little bit more about what types of companies those are and, and how those are working for you guys? Yeah, it's been a great uh, it's been a great uh, uh, source of growth for us. Uh, our, our proprietary team probably focuses on the larger, more uh, let's say, marquee merchants that are out there, um, and our partnerships uh, around the world. Uh, with payment facilitators, uh, third-party processors, um, they have a lot of. They help us capture what I would say is is the smaller, medium-sized merchants around the around the world, and really have helped us accelerate our growth. They have more. They've helped us sign up more merchants. There's probably an 80-20 rule between our our proprietary team and the number of merchants that they sign and the volume that they represent. So. Generally, 20% of those, some of those merchants, the larger ones, represent about 80% of the, the volume riding on that network, while our, our partnerships represent probably 80% of the merchants, but only 20% of the volume. And it's just been a really efficient way for us to um, sign and, uh, and help manage effectively uh, merchants uh, around the globe. And, and those payment facilitators are, uh, and strategic uh, uh, aggregators are great. They they simplified the uh, onboarding experience. They do a lot of the uh, uh, simplified the process for those merchants to accept plastics and and many times they'll bundle up uh, all card acceptance and so offering one price uh, to offer all cards and that's uh, been a, a, a great uh, lever of growth for us over the last uh, over the last five five years six years or so. Uh, again, as I mentioned, in the U.S., that's allowed us to reach uh, virtual parity so that we're growing with the industry into some of the newer spaces that are opening up, like transit, like uh, uh, buy now, pay later, and, and even some emerging spaces like uh, uh, NFTs. Uh, we're continuing to expand to see where we can deepen our level of coverage in some of those newer and emerging areas, uh, along with the rest of the industry. Great. You actually just preempted my, my, my next question. I'm curious about those new areas. Um, Maybe we can drill down on each one. Like, trans let, let's start with transit. What What are you guys doing there? Yeah, with transit, uh, you know, uh, around the world, and uh, transit is opening up to kind of the contactless tap and go type of of approach, and and cards are helping to play a, a, a pivotal role in that. Um, and and we're working with a lot of the transit integrators to make sure as they open up their their tap and go type of system, we're there at the onset. Uh, to be able to allow our card members to use their contactless cards to uh, to be able to use transit. Uh, you know, the average the average size of the transaction is relatively small, but it's a it's a huge thing in terms of everyday spend and convenience. And our card members have mentioned how important it is to make sure that we have coverage there, and we're 
Uh, as each of those transit authorities uh, move towards this more open system, the tap and go type system, we want to make sure that we're there at the onset to make sure our cards are accepted. It's been a, a I think globally, it's about a $200 billion opportunity. Uh, again, very, very small. Average, average transaction size may be only be a couple of bucks, but it's a really big convenience of everyday spend for card members. Right. It feels like, at least in our coverage of, of contactless, like transit is almost like a linchpin um, for habit forming around contactless. Do you, are you seeing that? Uh, we definitely seen it, but but even even if I think back over one of the the trends that had certainly accelerated during the COVID period was just the use of contactless. Not even in transit, but just more in general, as as uh, as more and more transactions were going online and in the point of sale, contactless types of transactions really accelerated through the COVID period. Uh, and we have all our cards being issued with contactless capabilities. We continue to evolve the. Uh, the capabilities and and uh, the uh, processes that we have to be able to support support it both for merchants and for card members and to make sure that they feel comfortable and confident using their American Express card to be able to do that and transit is yet one more opportunity of a, of a newer area that is moving towards that more tap and go type of approach uh, in addition to some of the more mainstream type of whether it's supermarkets or or other retail tap and go type of uh, uh, of components but it's it's something that we've seen accelerating throughout the last couple of years. And I think it's going to be a sustainable level of growth. So, so from our perspective at Tearsheet as a, you know, in all the different executives we speak to across the industry, B2B payments, obviously it's, it's, it's a rough one to get your hands around, but it, there, there seems to be like a lot of investment and new product innovation there. What, what is Amex doing around B2B? Yeah, I'd say first off there, there is, uh, a lot of a lot of focus there for for American Express, and if you think about it from a um, in in your personal lives, we have contactless payments as we talked about, where people can uh, you can even pay each other seamlessly, pe- uh, person to person through the use of your phones. But in the corporate world, the way that big businesses buy and sell goods to each other is is complex, it's costly, it's fraught, full of friction, and and it's really been ripe for. For disruption in the U.S., it's a twenty-four trillion dollar opportunity with forty percent in cash. Sorry, in checks. And we've seen uh, uh, during the start of COVID that there's been a huge effort towards digitizing that and putting, you know, the the check is in the mail is no longer a great way to make make buyers and sellers feel confident with each other. So we're hoping to build out the capabilities to have uh, more. Uh, Digital types of payments, whether that's uh, through our card products or other types of real-time types of payments, so that the way in which buyers and sellers can connect with each other is more seamless, secure, and and faster. Um, so we're partnering with key players to make it easier for them to to leave those paper checks behind and convert to digital payments. And it's a it's a huge growth opportunity globally. And what about uh, crypto? Is Amex involved there? Yeah, you know, in the in the crypto space, it's it's an emerging payment area, and we're we're co-innovating and partnering with a lot of disruptors in fintechs to drive the next generation of payments and and really uncover the new opportunities as they evolve uh, in into the future. Uh, we we recently uh, over the last uh, uh, I'd say over the last four to five months, we've uh, we've signed some great partnerships with. Uh, 
So one of them with I2C is a simple uh, cloud-based issuer processor to make it simple for fintechs to launch cards to ride on our networks. Um, uh, we announced the, the, the uh, partnership with uh, Abra is one of the uh, crypto uh, custodial accounts who wants to issue a credit card and they're gonna, they've selected to, to have it ride on our network where they can tap into our brand, our assets and our capabilities. Um, and, and we can bring the best of American Express to their card members. Uh, the card member will be using their, 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 their ABRA card at the point of sale and earn crypto types of awards. And as a part of that process, they can, they can use some of the best, they'll have the best fraud controls that American Express can bring to bear. Um, they can uh, use our, our uh, dining assets, our Amex offers assets, some of the best of the components that American Express offers to to our partners can be, uh, will be able to use on that uh, new product. And it's, it's a great way. We've also announced a, an agreement with Cardless to launch cards with brands, including travel providers and retailers on the MX network. So as crypto continues to evolve, we wanna make sure that we have ways to co-innovate with some of the FinTechs that are out there to see how, uh, how the emerging payments uh, really really will, will evolve into the future. I get that. And I, I guess, how, where, where would you position um, the industry, I guess, in terms of crypto payments? There was a big rush, a lot of companies, money, money, products launched, money raised, you know, and it feels like from a practical point of view, we're still ways away from like someone whipping out and, you know, a, a crypto wallet to make a, a, you know, a payment within the store. That's right. That's right. You know, and I think that's, I think that's exactly right. And that's why we're partnering through the space. I mean, Right now, crypto has been an asset class, um, and it's not really been widely used for uh, uh, for payments in and of itself. But but uh, that's where this this first product that we have out there is is really allowing people to earn reward, crypto as a reward category. And let's see how it evolves. I think it's yeah, and and. Um, we're thinking that this will continue to evolve. We're being very selective in in as it uh, as it emerges and strategic about how we engage and innovate uh, with various partners that we think that will will sustain itself through the through the the process. I'd say it's at its very at the very beginning of uh, of the uh, of its evolutionary curve. Uh, there's certainly been a little bit of shakeout, but we think that that it's a it's a concept that we need to be able to play in and see how it evolves uh, as time goes on and partnering to be able to do that has been the best way for us to to do that and we've been excited about the reception that we've received uh, after our announcement with the partnership with i2c and cardless and the the co-brand announcement with abra it's been uh, it's uh, it's really been uh, exciting for us to to continue to to pursue opportunities in that space it definitely feels like there's a parallel with the early days of the internet when, you know, sort of the infrastructure was being laid, but the real innovation, the real usefulness, the utility of it didn't come for years later. I feel like we're in that space with crypto. I completely agree with you, Zach. I think that's uh, the early days. And, and as you remember, 20 some years ago, there was a little bit of a shakeout, uh, the, the dot-com bubble burst, but there things fundamentally changed after that. And, and uh, you know, you need to, you need to continue to be, uh, testing and learning your way through that as opposed to one big bet, given the, uh, where it is in its life cycle. I, we have time for one last question I want to ask you. And, um, we've heard a few of our guests on the show talk about, you know, the rise in 
and virtual cards and their use um, both within a B2C and B2B settings. Um, where is Amex with that? Like, what's your thinking around that? What, you know, what, what products do you have in market? What, what, talk to us about virtual. Yeah, virtual cards are, are one of the big areas. As I mentioned, was we're growing out our B2B network and helping to simplify the way in which big businesses buy and sell to each other. Uh, virtual card payments are, are a great way for, for those buyers to buy the goods that they're normally going to buy with, uh, from suppliers. And virtual cards are, are a, tremendous, uh, a tremendous way to do that. You know, what, we, what gives us a, a, a great advantage in that space is we have a lot of um, existing relationships with a lot of those buyers. Uh, and we are helping them find the suppliers that they need to accept, uh, to accept those payment products from virtual cards. It's one of the big ways that that digitization of that $24 trillion or the 40% of the $24 trillion is happening through the virtual card payments. Um, our, our focus is on capturing more B2B spend and building out, out the B2B network to make it easier to connect those buyers and suppliers. And, and we're really using a, a build, buy, and partner uh, approach to that. Uh, we recently launched a, a couple of partnerships like with VersaPay and Build Trust that, that gives suppliers who accept American Express virtual card access to their collaborative AR receivable process, make it really simple for them to accept virtual card payments. We're excited about those partnerships and we'll look to do, uh, to do more in that, uh, in that same space, recognizing we don't always have to do it ourselves, that there's a lot of, of great partners with super capabilities out there for us to be able to pursue. Uh, in the remaining time we have, I'd love to hear sort of big audacious goals. You know, we're, we're, it's already September. Like, what are you looking at, you know, at the end of this year and now into next? Like, what, what, what are some of the biggest priorities on your, on your team? Well, um, you know, I mentioned some of the, 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 um, the improvements that we've seen in our uh, coverage globally. We want to continue to improve our overall level of coverage internationally. It's uh, continuing to pursue the, the, uh, the approach to where we can do it with some of our proprietary sales, but but also through some of our uh, partnerships with uh, payment facilitators and aggregators. It's a, it continues to be a great growth opportunity for us. And make sure that we are where card members are traveling to, working, and and living. You know, what I would say is over the course of this last year, travel has, in the early days of COVID, travel obviously was very depressed. It's been great to see uh, customers around the world uh, there's been a lot of pent up for demand of travel. We want to make sure that we can continue to uh, to be where our card members live, work and travel to and make sure we have acceptance in that space. We're excited about these uh, these uh, uh, partnerships that we have in the B2B, sp uh, sorry, in the fintech space. Uh, we're, we're open for business for fintechs who want to launch payment products with us and, and see how things continue to evolve. And then the last thing is just continue to grow that B2B uh, network and simplify the, the way in which buy, uh, buyers and sellers create commerce with each other uh, and leverage American Express to help them do that in a more simple and easy way. Raymond, great talking to you and thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thanks, Zach. Uh, and uh, it was a pleasure.